your host of the Excuse Me podcast, guys. This week's guest is fucking awesome. Like she's got her shit together. I love everything about her. You're gonna love her too. Everyone, please welcome Ready Honey. Hi, how are you? Oh my God! Hi, finally, I made I it. Know. How are you today? Oh, I'm good. Uh, it's been a crazy day here. We ripped the Band-Aid off on uh, hard potty training today. So it's, you know, it's it's messy. It's messy. Oh, those, <laughs> those days are hard. I mean, Bro. You, yeah, I, I wouldn't go back to those if they paid me to do them. <laughs> People always say, like, why are you so short? I'm like, literally all of my patients go to my kids. The tiny bit that may be left over sometimes goes to that. And there's none left for anybody else. Oh my gosh. So everyone, if you don't know who Rebby Hardy is, first and foremost, she's the beautiful wife of Matt Hardy. And we all know his legacy. We all know how great he is. La, 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 la. But she's greater. I mean, guys, she's a woman who is badass. And I saw her the last time at AEW when you were at the show. And oh my gosh, Rebby, like your social media content I am hooked for hours just watching it. You are incredible. But before that, I want to let everyone know that uh, you were a model, a wrestler. Uh, you appeared on Broadway. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, when I go over stuff now or when I meet new people um, or introduce things to like a newer social media audience like TikTok who maybe has no idea, like I came out of oblivion to these people and mention stuff and they're like it's almost like you don't believe it like if i tell somebody that i meet today like yeah i used to be a playboy model or you know i used to perform on off broadway show. i mean no one would believe it because you look at me now and you're like you you know <laughs> it's like my life now is so drastically different uh but i feel like i've lived like 10 different lifetimes in this one lifetime i really made it a point to do everything i wanted to do you know it, it's just incredible from from being you know a wife and a mom to watching how you uh, take care of your kids and, and your house and, you know, Matt and your, just you in general, it's just amazing. And I, I just, I, I put hands down to you because I, I just sit back going, man, I wish my life was exciting with my kids back then like it is now with her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm sure it was, but yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and for guys that don't know, um, she, uh, her and Matt have four kids who are Max, Maxwell, uh, Wolfgang, uh, Barty, and Evie. And Absolutely they're not. just adorable. I mean, <laughs> so cute. And we're going to talk about them as well. But I know that Matt is famous and everything. And I, I love him. And I've worked with him for years. But I just want to talk about you. I mean, how, how has life been with, with Matt being an AEW, you know, and then you taking care of the kids and and we're going to get into your social media stuff, but how are you doing these days with everything going on? Uh, I'm good. It's been, it's been a whirlwind really. Uh, it, the, uh, every time I feel like I'm at a period where like, okay, nothing's going on and everything is chill. And I'm just going to be like this boring stay at home mom, like something else happens, which is, which is great. I feel like I'm one of those people where if I'm not doing a hundred things at once, like I'm just not happy. So that kind of happened again, like with, joining TikTok and that's really popped off in my series, Life of a Gothic Baby. 
um, it's caused uh, like so much controversy and and talks and, and globally, it's insane. So that's yeah. been really fun to work on um, content creation, including my day job, which is doing pinball design uh, takes up, you know, any spare moment that I have that's not dealing with the kids. And we homeschool. You know, so it's like, a lot. <laughs> So I was snooping on your social media. Like I was going way back, like on Instagram, just kept on going and looking at videos. Oh, no. I didn't know that you homeschool your kids. Yeah. It's, I, mean, uh, I feel like after like the pandemic and everything, it sort of became really normal um, for most people too, but we were doing it not to be like, I did it first. I'm a hipster, but like we were doing it before then. And I'm really thankful for it. Cause I really like, it wasn't kind of all at once pushed into it. Like, I feel like a lot of people were, uh, it's something that I always knew that I wanted to do. Um, just cause we live in the middle of nowhere. First of all, there's no, like, I don't know. There's no like good school. Maybe there is. I don't want to throw shade at the area, but I just, I have a hard time trusting anybody, which is also why I do everything myself. So I just thought, you know, I have the the luxury and the privilege of being able to stay home and, you know, Matt's out there busting his ass. So I, let, let me take this time that I can to spend as much time as I can with my kids and make sure that they're learning everything that, you know, I think that they need to and not learning things that maybe they shouldn't be learning. Uh, even in the text of their school books sometimes that we use for part of our curriculum, I look through things and I'm like, they're still putting this in books, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm glad you're not in a traditional school because I can tell you what's really up. Um, so uh, the, the homeschool's great, though. They're, they're really smart kids. They're all a grade ahead of their friends in traditional schooling. I, I would love to see you in the principal's office telling him what, what kind of day you're going to make for him. Like, if, he, if, he, <laughs> if anything had messed up, I, I want to be at the fly on the wall. <laughs> when they get in trouble, I'd send them to the, the PE teacher and when he gets them in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, on, on Instagram, you give us a glimpse of your house and they call it the Hardy compound and which Matt calls it too. But, um, it's, it's incredible how your house is decorated. And of course you see the wrestling ring in some of your videos. Where did you get the experience to, to do interior design? Because you just can't pull that out of a pocket and say, Oh, I'm just going to like do a room in Gothic design, or I'm going to do it in, you know, a change that into, you know, a Christmas design. Like where is all your creativity coming from? Uh, I, I think it goes back to just like never being able to sit still, but the majority of things, I'd say 90% of the renovations and the, the interior design that happens in the house is, is just me literally straight DIY. And where that comes from is my dad. Uh, some wrestling fans might know him as senior Benjamin. Uh, he was the superintendent of our apartment building where I lived growing up 17 floors. So, you know, the handyman, the super, the fixer, the plumber, the everything. So I grew up sort of like watching him do this. Like, oh, this is, you know, you should be able to do your own shit. You should be able to do shit for other people, you know? Um, so that was always just normal to me. And interior design, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just a bug that I always have. I feel like you have it or you don't. And even from when I was little, you know, I remember the begging my mom to let me paint my walls in my room myself, you know? And as soon as I could, I started on and I would do it and redo it and it started just you know happening from there but you know your your style is so intricate I mean you have a lot of details like if, if I encourage the fans to go look and follow Ribby please you guys gotta follow her because her shit's funny I mean your TikTok and and just your content using your family I mean your the details to your decorating are so precise 
I mean, you're a perfectionist. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I am. I, I anal. <laughs> you're like my mentor. I'm like, I don't want to be like her when I grow up. <laughs> oh my God. No, stop. <laughs> no, um, I mean, you really don't give yourself enough credit. Um, you know, I feel like maybe if, if I had some sort of credential, a uh, professional credential behind me, maybe I'd be like, yeah, I did that shit. But like, it's just, I don't know. It's just always something that I've been doing. I've always been really inspired by like Gothic architecture and uh, classical buildings and, and art and museums and things like that. And when I was younger, I feel like it even started when you, watching classic Disney movies, you know, like Cinderella or like Beauty and the Beast. And you look at the the styling on those and it kind of is in that gothic you know baroque rococo classical architectural style and i feel like a lot of that influenced me even as a kid without even realizing it so wh where do you where do you get your materials because you're in the middle of nowhere is, is it are you a good friends with amazon like do they know your, your driveway <laughs> <laughs> yeah man I, I know everybody on a first name basis <laughs> It's a lot of, honestly, it's a lot of antiquing. It's a lot of thrifting. It's a lot of secondhand stuff. I'm like on Facebook Marketplace constantly as if it were a social media app. I'm on Facebook Marketplace. I don't want to miss a damn thing. And a lot of times the, the biggest pieces, you know, I feel like the the shining star of the house, which is the nursery. And in that is that antique crib from 1864 on Facebook Marketplace, you know? And it's a lot of people who just are moving it's we're by a military base about an hour away so it's people leaving in a hurry or people who don't realize what it is that they have and you know here i am like puerto rican picker ready to come in and like <laughs> and, and i like to see like, you bargain with them like they want a hundred you get them down to like i'm not good at that i'm not good at that no i will give them whatever the hell they ask for i'm so bad at that i should be about <laughs> you would think right like where i'm from and as much as i do no i can't I want it over with as soon as possible because I, I love to do it, but I also don't love to talk to people. So I'm kind of like, here we go. Bye. <laughs> don't talk to me. No, also you show your, uh, you say that you're a pinball designer. Mm -hmm. what? Yeah, that's okay. like my, uh, my real job. I didn't even know that. Like, and I, I've seen your arcade in your, in your house where you have like the hardy, you know, pinballs and stuff. And the room is, Guys, I encourage you to go to her Instagram and just snoop all around and follow her because her arcade is like a kid's dream come true. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. And I just, you say your day job, please explain when you find time to do your day job with everything else that you're doing. It's, it's funny that you say that because I say day job, what it really ends up being is like my midnight to 3 a.m. job uh, because that's the only time that I do have time. So I guess it's my night job in theory, but you know, it's my shoot job. There you go. <laughs> so what, what does that entail? Are you, are you head of the business? Is it your business or do you work for someone and you come up with designs and, and the graphics? So I partner uh, with a guy in Massachusetts, Brian with Game Room Pinball and uh, my company's Hardy Pinball. And we're just commissioned by brands to do one-offs or small runs, six machines, uh, machines for uh, brands and companies at trade shows and things like that. Or just, you know, people with money to spare who want a custom pinball machine. Um, so that's that's it. I do all of the sort of the rules and the game concept and the artwork. And he does all of the connecting wires and mechanical engineering sort of stuff. And uh, that that's it. So... You know, I, I just, I, I have to brag about you because your kids' uh, gaming room and, and your TikTok setup, 
I mean, I sit there and I'm just like, this is so amazing. Like I'm, I'm intrigued by just how fun it is to watch you guys interact. I mean, <laughs> is that all your ideas too? Does that come from the pinball creativity of how you're designing your, your boys' rooms? Thanks. Yeah. You know, uh, even in how I design, not only the kids' rooms, but like the rest of the house, uh, I did it all with like a, a kid's mentality in mind, you know, for the addition that we built on when I was pregnant with my first baby with Maxwell, we, I, I could start from scratch, which was great because I was previously just working with whatever was here in the bones of this house. But, you know, I made sure to have like a secret revolving mechanical door case, you know, bookcase that went to a playroom that has a fireman's pole to a movie theater. And it's all like, I wanted everything to be like very James Bond villain-esque, very fun. Like a, if, if a kid were to design it, what would be the most fun? And I try and try and do that for them to just make everything super fun and make everything super special. Let me, I just, I'm so impressed. And it's so much fun to just do research on you of how, you know, your house looks. Have you ever thought about opening your house to like, I know that there's a privacy thing, but have you ever thought about, you know, charging fans to just come look through it. I mean, I would, I would pay to go through your house. It's funny that you say that because, um, WWE on during Matt's last run had done some sort of contest through the app or something. And the winner was going to win a tour of the Hardy compound. And they had set this up before Matt had even asked me because I'm super, as much as I share, I'm also, I'm like, strategic with what I share you know it's like yeah. it, it's a lot of content but there's also a lot that people don't see uh believe it or not it's your, um, life. So it's your went and offered our house as a as a prize for a winner of some contest and I was like what the fuck is this <laughs> I was like, Absolutely. you know I'm not about to give my house over here as a prize to some random fan I mean I'm sure they were lovely people but I mean you just never know you know so that's that, that, intrusive of them I had an idea. We live not too far from an, an antique historical district. The town that we live in is a population outside of the city limits. It's less than 400 people in this town. Uh, so it's it's real, real small town. But about two miles away is an antique district. And after the virus and everything, businesses unfortunately started shutting down. But there's this little historic antique district. And uh, one of the main buildings just went out of business. And I thought, man, wouldn't it be cool to like open it up and run like a deli slash like wrestling museum and that could be sort of like a lamp like right like i don't know even if it's yeah. a wrestling or maybe just like a hearty legacy i don't know something i thought that might be cool keep it local oh. and something but i would need maybe a little bit more time maybe after i finish school and and or maybe yeah. like from three in the morning till six in the morning you could do that <laughs> there you, there you go. <laughs> just pencil it in yeah <laughs> oh my gosh so what does your day look like I mean for for Rebby you know I mean just to when you get up I mean with four kids and, and doing the homeschooling what what's a typical day for you look like gosh you know it's it's sort of running from activity to activity it feels like sometimes I am literally running from parts of the house or to the car or you know it's uh, wake up and it's always the baby's needs come first because I still have a very little one. She's one and she's super needy. Um, <laughs> so it's that, it's homeschool, um, it's music lessons. And then I try and work on a bit of work if I can for uh, pinball design and stuff like that. I have to get content creation in. I try and do that on like blocked days. So I'll try and do a bunch in batches. 
at once, but sometimes it's just whenever I can get it out. Uh, and then it's homeschool. We usually take a break, food, and then the kids have their lessons like guitar or jujitsu that I take them to come back, finish homeschool, and then just sort of the rest of the mom duties. Lately, I'm having a lot of like uh, interviews with production companies and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. Uh, a lot of people are interested since the popping off of Gothic Baby. It's sort of been like the, a renewed interest in the family. Um, so it's it's just a lot of scheduling and like moving pieces together and, and spreading myself really thin. You know, I do a lot of things, not all of them necessarily well, but I, I want to do a lot of things. <laughs> it's at least the E for effort, right? I mean, at least you're trying. I try, I try. <laughs> So let's talk about the, the big controversy with Gothic Baby, which, how did that start? Was it by someone that just was pissed off at you and just didn't like how you were dressing Evie with all the, all the decor in her room? How did that start for you? And just kind of give us a synopsis of what happened so we can talk about this. Yeah, so how Gothic Baby, the series, even happened was you know, I had three boys and I was convinced I was going to be having another boy. And when I found out it was a girl, I was number one, I was terrified. Uh, I just, you know, had it in my mind, like I am a boy mom. I don't know how to deal with a girl. I have a horrible relationship with my mom. So I'm just like, I'm going to be the worst mom. I don't know how to deal with a girl. I don't have that example in my life. I never really did. Um, and then once I got past that mental hurdle, uh, it was like, okay, so I finally have my girl. Am I going to go crazy and like everything pink and extreme and ruffles or you know, maybe go the opposite direction. So I wanted something that was more gender neutral because I didn't want to put her in this box. Uh, and then that sort of went to like, okay, well, let's do like a gray, but let's do a darker gray. And then it evolved from there because my love of antiques just found its way into the new design of the nursery. And it just inherently, I didn't set out for it to be like a Gothic nursery or like a Gothic baby. It just, you know, it, it looked a bit of a, like a darker aesthetic. Uh, and even now, nothing in her nursery is necessarily like like traditionally gothic or, or traditionally goth. There's no like skulls or like dead thing. You know, it's all just sort of a, an, an antique, older, yeah, a, an older, like, I don't know, maybe even mature style. Um, sort of like castle-esque, I would say, right? If If Disney went more in that direction that I was talking about where I drew my inspiration from earlier. And people would just say, oh my God, this poor baby, she, she lives in darkness, she has no, you know, and of course I had already built in a revolving bookcase to a fucking rainbow playroom with a fucking cloud loft and, you know, the, the most ridiculous like FAO shorts in my house that I could possibly do. Nice. Um, so the first video was literally like a satirical response to someone saying this poor baby living in darkness. Uh, and, you know, so I made like, oh yes, let me show you a day in her life of this poor gothic child you know so that's how it happened and then you know eventually it. it was so much fun to watch thank you because you know it, it is so i feel like it it's so obviously satire and like you know a character and poking fun yes like we do have like a dark gothic style home but it's not you know to the extreme that these videos go but a news outlet in the uk picked it up it's actually i guess it would be like the equivalent of the talk show the view in the states and it's called loose women and and they picked it up and they did a segment and man they went the fuck in <laughs> they, no. and they, they were, they were they horrible were, but misinformed i feel like they had no not to be like oh, do you know who i am but they really truly had no idea who any of us were they just sort of like saw a compilation of clips and and ran with it with like wild misconceptions and um 
just like a really bad um like a, like bad stereotyping of the gothic culture and that style and even just that aesthetic and people were like what the fuck is this uh rightfully so uh and people came back hard in response to it um so so that was a huge controversy people were very passionate about either like leave people alone let moms do whatever the fuck they're gonna do this obviously a happy baby happy family not everything has to be like beige and cuddly and then the yeah. other side was like oh my god this satanic bitch you know <laughs> oh. and, you know also it was also interesting because you know we're from in the entertainment world you know you, you've done all you were in wrestling and you were in front of the camera you know for music videos and broadway so you already had a sense of entertaining the crowds anyway but if you if anybody would know who you were or matt and what he does it's passing <laughs> just it was passing judgment to you. That's what it was. Cause they were judging you for something they didn't even know about. And if, for me that knows the kids and seeing you in public and how loving you are and how happy the kids are, I was going to be like, you are going to, she gonna get you. She gonna cut a bitch. She gonna cut you up. <laughs> Facts. Man, I'm trying to be good lately, but don't fucking push me. <laughs> so were you able, did they ever welcome you to have your side of it? Or Never. something you had to defend all by yourself without them. The, the, one of the main hosts of the show, or I don't know if she's the main host, it's sort of a panel of, of ladies, but the, the person who was the most negatively outspoken on that segment got so much backlash. And I feel like she kind of probably just wanted it to go away. To this day, you know, they're, they're FCC over there. Uh, I, I forget what it's called, but they got written formal complaints to the network saying this is fucking crazy this is bullshit like this needs to be addressed i think it's something like 73 official complaints from the daily mail put out an article because so many people complained saying this is wrong the way they're like profiling and treating this mom like what the fuck is this like you should know better like do better i mean which is great it was, it was just crazy obviously this support it's not like it's not like i told people to go do it and, you know, it's mostly obviously people from the UK because that's where it was airing. It was just people who saw it and were compelled to say, like, hold on, this is wrong. Like, I'm going to have this person's back. So that was, that was amazing. It's almost like, you know, you're doing your own thing. You're not hurting anyone. You're not asking anyone for permission. This is right. your damn house. It's your kid that you yeah. born yourself. Like, I was <laughs> like, who has that right to do that to her? Because you are, you, you don't bother anybody. You don't. I mean, you're just living your life. I mean, it was just incredible. At first, I thought it was a fan that was pissed off at y'all. Not that okay, fans, yeah, they can be outrageous. But then when I heard it, it was like these outlets. I was like, wow, this is incredible. Like they, yeah. they don't have nothing better to do with their life. <laughs> yeah, I just. I can usually let stuff like that go. I truly don't care what people think of me. That's probably what's gotten me in the most trouble in life and in, you know, work. I don't fucking care what anyone thinks. If I'm the bad guy, I'm happy to play that up and be the, you want me to be the bad guy, bitch, I'll be the fucking bad guy. But the problem with this was that like, you're involving my child in it and like almost insinuating like that she's not being taken care of properly. And then people started putting words in my mouth. And that's when I had to be like, uh, hold, hold the fuck up. Like, well, we're, we're going to get you guys right here so that you understand what this actually is. Uh, and, you know, I get it, too. It's like a TV segment. It's a talk show. They want people to go back and forth and disagree because it gets people talking. Like, I wasn't born yesterday, but it did, like, you know, it, it was almost slanderous <laughs> at wow. one point. 
God damn. Yeah, it is. It, it was it was defining your reputation. They didn't even know you as a personal as a, a, pers- a person that they, they didn't even know, know my name. <laughs> they had no clue. <laughs> I was all I kept thinking was that you know what guys, all you're doing is giving her free PR and making her more famous. So keep talking. Like just, that's all you're doing to her. <laughs> I ain't mad at it. So I want to talk about this is for the females out there who have kids. You bore your kids naturally. Mm-hmm. I mean, at home. I I'm just gonna say that hands down, you're stronger than me because all I want is drugs. Like all I wanted, I had drugs <laughs> on the top of my folder. Like, and I made the doctor highlight it. Like, there's no oh, mistake. No. I walk in here, <laughs> the drugs start when I walk into this room. Oh, oh good for you. You should. Everyone should be. <laughs> whatever the hell it is that they want if that is part of your birth plan then absolutely you and everyone else around you should advocate for that uh yeah. and and i feel like you know same on the other side of the spectrum i chose to home birth, you know home birth naturally uh, a midwife team a, a small medical team that i i knew and i chose um and and i'm so glad that i did you know and it was it was safe and it was a beautiful experience especially this last birth we did it outside she was born outside in a thunderstorm. Oh my gosh. Now, y'all didn't have any idea that she was a girl? Or did y'all keep it a surprise? No, we knew. Yeah, we knew. Oh, <laughs> I, I thought that would be cool. Every kid after the first one, I wanted it to be a surprise, but Matt refused. He always wants to know. He's like, no, we need to know. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so we knew. Now, the pictures of, you know, when you have, you know, your kids after birthing them, they're just so beautiful. I mean, you capture a lot of photography for your family. That's a really special moment. Um, where did you get your photography experience? Because I even told Matt, I'm like, is she family portraits? Because I am interested in that. I mean, you have just a talent, Rebby, that's, you don't, do you understand how talented you are from a creative <laughs> perspective? <laughs> oh my God. No, I, I, um, so I started photography back when I was modeling, um, because, you know, again, control freak wanting to do everything myself. And I, you know, I, I would see how people photographed me and sometimes there'd be things that I liked and that I didn't like. So I wanted to understand why, uh, in part just to make me a better subject in front of the camera. Um, and then I just started photography on my own and started photographing model friends and photographing myself a lot of self-portraits and things like that and it sort of turned into like fantasy photography and sports photography and uh portraiture so I do a lot of almost all of our stuff I did a lot of Matt and Jeff stuff um I did some stuff for other wrestlers and things like that I, I just I just love it. it's just like another creative outlet and sort of spins off to into to videography that I also do a lot yeah let's talk about you being a wife because we have this in common. How do you define being a wife of a wrestler compared to like 10 years ago, you know, to today's age? What is your impression of how things have changed being a wife? Oh gosh, compared to 10 years ago, I've, I don't know, because I feel like I was such a wreck. <laughs> I was such a wreck. I was such a bitch 10 years ago. I was so in everything. You know what I mean? It was just like a constant battle. And I had a lot of time. Uh, for stuff like that now I mean literally it's our, our relationship all that matters to me is what happens like in these walls and as long as he doesn't disrespect me I, I'm, I'm I don't care what 
I don't care. <laughs> you know, like I'm good. Everyone always says like, Oh my God, it must be so cool to be like married to a wrestler. And like, obviously, you know, but like, I feel like a lot of people don't get that. Like it really takes a certain secure woman to be able to, to hold it down and, yeah. you know, be able to be alone and not get attention 24 seven, you know, and to sort of be the secondary in the relationship, not in terms of like emotional needs or anything, but, you know, maybe in terms of how other people perceive you or how things are, you know, how you're treated when you go out in public and things like that, you know, you have to be okay to like be on your own and, and be secure in yourself. And I mean, I guess you could sit at home drinking mimosas all day, but you know, me, I have a time at home. I want to spend it, you know, thus all the shit that I do sort of thing. You know, you get, you gotta be good being alone. You gotta hold it down. You gotta be your own person. I think also when I first married Eddie, like, I was very immature. I just, oh my God, I'm married, I'm married a wrestler. Like this life is great. But in all reality, like for 30 years, it was just like, what the fuck did I get myself into? Like, no, it kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see the outside of it, you know, being, you know, from, you know, from a fan point of view, you're like, oh, wrestling's so great. You know, they get on TV. But, you know, as a wife, I mean, it's really a big obligation on, on the wife or a spouse, maybe the, you know, the females, you know, wrestling in the husband's home. But there's a great obligation to keep it all together while the wrestler is out touring and being gone for maybe two weeks at a time. You know, and there's a lot... You're the mom and dad of the house and you're the disciplinarian and you keep the structure going. Um, I think the, the roles have changed quite a bit where there's more demanding on the, on the female. Yeah, as you Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, there's, Matt was gone so often in the beginning when we first started having babies that like, I just, I had to make sure that they realized like who he was and that, you know, this is your dad, you love him, <laughs> you know, will love him. <laughs> you will love him <laughs> because you love him more, but you love him. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause he just wasn't around, you know, literally the, the first two babies, he was gone within hours of the birth within hours which is crazy. He, you know, there was potential for him not even to be there. And I said, fuck this wrestling shit. You gotta be kidding me. I don't care what fucking store you're in or what the repercussions are. I will run up in there and punch your boss in the face myself. Like absolutely. You're going to be here for these fucking kids. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of that, but it, it, but, you it, know, it takes a special person. But you know, you're working in TNA and being a wrestler and, you know, the commentator and stuff and having that, that experience on your side, did you know what you were actually getting into being a wife of a wrestler? Because you, you lived it for by yourself for a while. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like being from a show business background myself, it wasn't too much of like a, a culture shock or, or too much of what I wasn't expecting. And, you, you know, I'm good. Like I said, with, with space, I don't, we don't need to be together all the time. I don't, I don't, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, I'm going to miss you and love you when you're coming home. I mean, like sometimes maybe if I'm on my period or something, but like, I, you know, I never needed that. So I feel like we were good. We were good, well-matched in that aspect that, you know, I got what I get, what it is. You do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. You know, as long as there is the level of respect that is never breached and, you know, then the fucking world is going to end for both of us, then it's fine. But, you know, just to like, just, I adore both of you. And, you know, I work with Matt at AEW, but there's not a day that goes by that he does not talk about his kids or you, or like, if you're coming on the road, like he gets so excited. I mean, it's a family atmosphere. I mean, you know, to hear that there's family, you know, that's 
you know, we're all part of this big family, but to see these guys are supposed to be this, you know, macho, you know, muscular guy going into the ring and I'm going to kick your ass. They're really <laughs> a bunch of softies backstage. And then to have you, you know, like when you were there at AEW, like all he could do was like, hey, do you know the Ribby's here? Did you know she's here? Like, you know, the kids are here too. Like, just, like a, just like a little kid, but it was so cool to see, you know, it just like, it's so amazing how he loves y'all so much and just adores you guys. And, you know, it's so, it's just, it's just really funny how to see, you know, you're holding it all together and then he gets to take all the attention at work. Like, oh, she's here and the kids are here. I'm like, buddy, you know what it took for her to get the kids there for you? (laughs) You know what it is, man. Kids running around backstage. You ain't trying to offend nobody. Like, (laughs) it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Where do you see yourself in five years or 10 years with your interior design and your pinball you know company what do you see yourself doing kid over here snooping he left the door open uh gosh you know in five or ten years i hope that i'm still doing my uh game design that's a huge passion of mine i hope to be adding on to the house um you know all i want for the future is for my kids to like me honestly like when i think of the future all i think is like grandkids and i just i just want them to to never want to leave i just want my kids around forever you know are you willing to have your? We bought a house already, preemptively down the street. You know, you, you want to move out? You gonna move there? You gonna move? We gonna walk to see you? You know, what I mean? like. Are you willing to have your your daughter in laws and son in law to be able to live in, in the same house as you and live together in in harmony? I want it. I want it. I always wanted it. I wanted that for you know for myself, and unfortunately, I I could never have that. Um, so I, I desperately want it. And I feel like everything in my life now that I'm doing with my kids, it's almost the opposite of what I had growing up. It's like everything that I missed out on in life, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that they get. So I'm going to try my hardest not to be a psychotic mother-in-law. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, you got to have a little bit of that just so they know who's in control, right? I mean, I mean, you got a lot of bitch know, but yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. You don't get cut, bitch. Then just let me, let me run my, run my path. <laughs> We'll be fine. We'll be just fine. Maybe <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, uh, where is it that, uh, what advice do you have for a woman who wants, who might be engaged? You know, what is your advice from what you know now versus, you know, when you and Matt were together, just dating, you know, what is it that you have for the females out there that are listening to you about, you know, how, whether it's not the wrestling industry or just, you know, entertainment or, just being married, like, what is it that you want to give them that you don't? Yeah, I don't really think of myself in the position to be able to give anybody advice. But if you're asking, I would say, just make sure that you are hard on your boundaries uh, with other people and with with them. You don't want to sacrifice so much of yourself that you're going to make yourself miserable. And that's going to be a point of contention and, uh you know, something that is, you're going to hold against your partner going forward, no matter what it is. I feel like that's a huge thing. Um, boundaries really more than anything boundaries. If there's something you're uncomfortable with, you, you make it known immediately because it's not going to get better. It's never going to get better. It's going to get worse. So let them know. That's good advice. Um, Ribby, where can the fans find you to look at your social media and your uh, to see all the incredible products that you do for your family and yourself? 
Thank you. I think if you go to RebbyHardy.com, you'll be able to find it. And then it's just Rebby Hardy across all platforms, except for Instagram, because somebody stole that and they won't give it back. Uh, but just on TikTok, I would say specifically just Rebby Hardy, R-E-B-Y, and then Hardy. And that's where you can find me. I, I just adore you. I, I think you're such a fantastic woman and everything you're doing, I, I'm living vicariously through you. You're yeah, I'm dying. I'm dying just talking to you, period. So for you to say that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, you oh know, I, I, I've met a lot of women and some of them I swept under the rug. I'm just like, you're done. I'm not talking to you anymore. There's women that just motivate me and just inspire me. And I, I think you're incredible and you're so talented. And I look forward to doing something with you in the future. I think this will be a lot of fun. And I, I just think that you're just, you're just a hell of a woman. And I wish I had your, your tools when I had my girls, because all I did was just, it was so boring between my social media and yours when the girls were born. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to go watch Ribby. I'm not going to watch Big Oh, God, stop. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> no, but I just, I, I thank you so much for being on my show. I am just thrilled you said yes. And I know you're busy and you have Matt watching the kids right now. And um, I just, but I wanted to highlight you because the women are so important in this whole equation. And to see what you've done and what you're doing. Um, I love it. And I would love to order a pinball machine with my character on it. I think that would be hella fun. I would die. That would be so bomb. The call outs on that alone would be worth it. So what do I do <laughs> if someone wants to, like, if I wanted you to make a, a pinball machine of me, where do I go? Or do I just talk to you directly? Or is there a, a website uh, that you, you can you go to custompinballmachines.com. Okay, very good. Well, they're going to hear from me because... I am going to have a fucking pinball machine in the middle of my house and everyone's got to adore it. Hell yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I would die. That would be such an honor. <laughs> I, would, I would trust you with it. I would, I think you would do a fantastic job and um, I just thank you so much. You're incredible. And I wish you love and success and keep on with the videos and the content because I I'm entertained. I, I am. And I think it's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, sweetheart. And give my love to the family and I'll see Matt, you know, next week, whatever. So, uh, but I, I just thank you. It means everything to me. Oh my God. I can't believe uh, I got to talk to you. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. And um, have a great weekend and we'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Yeah. See you soon. <laughs> Bye, sweetie. Bye. Wow. <laughs>